Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday, June the 16th, 2022. It is currently 8.02 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central Studios right here in Abilene, Texas. And yes, that sounds all professional. It sounds all fancy. The Theology Central Headquarters. But in reality, the Theology Central Headquarters or the Theology Central Studios Sometimes I use headquarters, sometimes I use studios. Studios would probably be the more appropriate word. Headquarters sounds like, you know, I don't know. It sounds more, that that reminds me of, of being in the military. Studio, coming to you live from the Theology Central Studios located right here in Abilene, Texas, which in reality, it's not that glamorous. It's just a second story bedroom. That's what it is. Overlooking a street right here in Abilene, Texas, where currently... A massive cold front has moved into the area. I mean, a massive cold front. It's now 98 degrees. I mean, we, we, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm breaking out the winter coats. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm going to chop down some firewood. Okay. Yeah. We, no, okay. I'm joking. But yeah, it's better than 107 and 108 and 109 and 110. 98 degrees. Much more manageable. All right. Now I know you're not here for a weather forecast, right? You're not, you, you don't care about the weather. So, so what are we here to talk about? Well, do you remember now if you're a long time listener, maybe if you're someone who listens to everything we do, and I know we do a lot of episodes, right? What around 900 per year, we do a lot of episodes. So it's hard to keep up with everything we, we do. Okay. Okay. That's no excuse. You should be keeping up with everything we do, but on June the 10th, June the 10th, 2022, I turned on this very microphone and I went live all across the internet to tell you that there's a ministry out there that needs $395,000 by June the 30th, $395,000 by June the 30th. And it is so important. They have to have it. They have to have the money. They need the money. So we talked a little bit about ministries, fundraising, and, and we, we had we had a little bit of fun, a little bit of frustration, a little bit of irritation. And let me, let me just remind you, a part of my frustration and irritation has been within a large portion of Christianity and just the way they sell the idea that, you know, if they don't have this much money, there's, there's just no way they can continue. Or ministries who will say, we're going to place, we'll give you 30 minutes of our podcast, but if you want the full episode, you need to subscribe to our Patreon page for $5 a month. And hey, if you want a special episode, you need, you need this. Or Early on, I can't say early on in the internet, early on when churches were really starting to, well, not churches, larger ministries was really starting to post their sermons online and, and placing all of their you know large archives online. I remember some very, very well-known ministries, very conservative ministries, ministries that I would have said are very biblical. I remember them charging you, 99 cents per download or a dollar or, you know, dollar 99 per download so that you could download a sermon. You're, char- you were being charged a dollar or a dollar 99 cents so that you could hear a sermon. And I remember then just going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nobody has a problem with any of this. Nobody, nobody has an issue with any of this. And because at that time I knew that it's a bunch of garbage because starting early, 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 early on, uh, as soon as I could figure out how to do so, I was posting teaching and sermons online. Basically, we were doing podcasting before there was anything called podcast. We were doing everything we could to get our messages online. Even though we are a little church in the middle of nowhere, Texas, we were post- po- po- posting our stuff online, and we were doing so for the very, 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 very reasonable price of free now, if a little church in the middle of nowhere, and before, before, before internet, I was making tapes and sending them all around the country for 
free. In fact, we were placing little fish bowls in Christian bookstores up at the cash register where we would place tapes and say, just let people take as many as they want for free, for free. And so we were paying the postage and handling for free. So I, I, every time these ministries like, you know, we won't be able to preach the word of God. We will, there's just nothing we can do. Now I understand that ministries need money. I understand that. And I, and I think it's perfectly okay to say, Hey, if you want to support what we're doing, feel free to do so. But there's just sometimes this idea that there's just, it's impossible to do so bothers me greatly. And you know how I feel about the whole you know, conference industrial complex of Christianity where famous pastors, you know, preach in some church and people pay 50, 100, 200, $300 to get inside a church to hear people preach the word of God. And you have to ask yourself, what, what's being sold there? The celebrity or the preaching? Is God's word now, is the preaching of God's word now a, a commodity that we sell? Is the preaching of God's word now something like, hey, if you want to get in and hear so-and-so, you've got to pay money. And I can remember going to a one or two conferences, and I can remember standing outside a church waiting to get in, going, wait a minute, I'm paying money to get inside a church to hear the word of God preached. Nobody here seems to have a problem with this. What is wrong with me? This this, this, this just can't be biblical. This, I mean, can you imagine the apostles going, hey, guys, here's what we do. We're apostles, for crying out loud. We have apostolic authority. We're involved in the writing of scripture. Let's have the first apostles conference. We could, we could make some serious cash right here. But anytime you criticize it, everybody's like, what's wrong with you? You're just, you're just jealous that you don't have the platform. The, you, no, you, look, I'll say this. I'm a sinner. Just I, I've said it before. I'm just a sinner in front of a microphone. I, I, I can never say what's for sure is in my heart or not in my heart. There's always probably some wrong motive or action behind it. But you take all of the wrong and sin in my heart and you just look at it, separated it from me. The pre preaching of God's word, there should never be a charge for it. I got no problem saying, hey, it cost us a lot of money if you would freely want to support this, but freely we have received, freely we should give. That to me, the preaching of God's word should be seen as a privilege and honor, not something that I can now make some money from. And in many of these conferences, the pastor's preaching, they already come from ministries that have budgets of millions and millions of dollars. Why don't those ministries pay for everything it costs for those ministers to go preach at those conferences as basically a ministry of that particular church or that ministry? Hey, our this is one of our ministries. We send our celebrity pastor, our well-known pastor to these different places so that he can minister to other people as a ministry of our ministry of our church. It, it just, the whole thing drives me crazy. But back on June the 10th, we looked at $395,000 by June the 30th. Well, just a little while ago, I was downstairs in my study. Wasn't even planning coming back upstairs to the Theology Central Studios. No, wasn't, wasn't even planning it until I got a notification. The notification dropped at set. It, it arrived in my inbox at 7.01 p.m. I don't know exactly what time I saw the notification. Maybe it was closer to 7.30. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. It can't be. Now, the first thing that caught my attention was the title of the email. An attack on the gospel. Whoa, oh, the gospel is under attack. Okay, I need to see this. The gospel is under attack. Let me open the email. Let me know what I need to do. The gospel is under attack. What do I need to do? Okay, all right. I got my Bible. I got my sword. Okay, oh, I got a pencil. I got a notebook. Oh, what do I need? What do I need? Okay, find a prayer closet. Let's go. Red alert, red alert, red alert, red alert. The, the gospel is under attack. What do I need to do? Oh, oh, I know what I need to do. I need to read the email. Okay, all right, email. All right, so here we go. I open it up. Moodya, Moodya, Moody Church Media. You, know, you put too many words together too fast. Moody Church Media. Moody Church Media. Why is that? that? That's not even hard to say. Moody Church Media. Now, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh boy. These are the people who sent me the, the email 
on June the 10th that they need $395,000 by June the 30th. 395, I couldn't even imagine what we could do for this ministry with $395,000. It would literally, utterly transform my entire everything. It would change everything. This room would actually turn in to the Theology Central Studios. I wouldn't be using a broken down Dell laptop. I could probably get a, a MacBook Air. I could probably get, I could probably, I could probably improve everything. But okay, okay, but all right. They need $395,000. So as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. The gospel is under attack. So the gospel is under attack, but it's Moody Church Media. So are they going to tell me, is it going to, are they going to, have they already moved on past the money? Are, are they done with that? Like what, what's going on? Well, then it shows Pastor Erwin Lutzer standing there preaching. He's got his finger point, pointing because, you know, I guess the gospel is under attack. Okay. So he's pointing that finger, showing that, I guess this is important. It says, your support for the gospel matters now more than ever. Uh-oh. All right. My support for the gospel matters more than ever. Okay. How can I support the gospel? Let's see. I could run upstairs, turn on the microphone and preach it. Okay. I wonder if that counts. I wonder if that, you see, what else could I do? I could pray. Oh, I could share the gospel. See, what else I could do? What else I do? I don't, I don't know. What else could I do? Because my support, your support. See, that's why he's got his finger pointing at me. Your support for the gospel matters more than ever. Give now. Then underneath that, it says this. Runaway inflation, sky-high gas prices, war in Ukraine, continue, continued political violence and intimidation, fear and uncertainty everywhere, and people are discovering that the answers they depend on aren't working. All right, so runaway inflation. I, I want to make sure you understand that. Runaway inflation, that's impacting uh, the average person, you know, the person who's not rich, the average person who is living paycheck to paycheck, right? Oh, guess what? That uh, runaway inflation is also impacting. Oh, it's impacting every local church because guess what? Their, most of their members are probably people who live paycheck to paycheck. So it's probably impacting greatly the average church, okay? Oh, sky high gas prices. Oh, you know what that's also impacting? It's probably impacting local churches, especially, especially churches that may have people who drive great distances to attend that church. They may not be able to attend or by attending, it may cost them so much, which then greatly impacts their giving to their local church. War in Ukraine. Yeah, that, that's people dying. That's horrible. And it could greatly impact food supply chains and, and food prices, which impacts, again, the average person. Continued political violence and intimidation just creates division, hurts the church, does great damage to the gospel. Fear and uncertainty everywhere, and people are discovering that the answers they depend on aren't working. You're right. There's people all around the world who are who are filled with worry, anxiety, feel like their answers aren't working, and they don't know where to turn, and they don't know where to look. So what can we do as Christians to try to provide the answers? Well, one thing we could do is, I don't know, turn on microphones, go live on the air, and post our content everywhere for everyone and make sure we don't charge a dime. I think that would be a good thing to do, right? Here we go. We know that God alone has the answers our troubled world needs and the truth of his word. All right, let me read it again. We know that God alone has the answers our troubled world needs in the truth of his word. The message of hope and salvation people need more urgently now than they've ever needed before. But I also feel a sense of urgency I watch our culture drifting towards the dangerous waterfall of all-out hatred towards Christians and the gospel. Because of this, we remain unswervingly committed to sharing the gospel this summer, even as we face a hurdle of our own. Given, giving to this ministry can decline during July and August, but the expenses remain the same. It is imperative that we enter these months on solid financial footing. This is why I'm asking you for a gift of support now before the June 30 deadline to help continue presenting people everywhere with a clear teaching of scripture so that they can have a sure foundation to stand on. Hey, you've got to help us to ensure, right? To, uh, to help continue presenting people everywhere with a clear teaching of scripture. You've got to help us continue to present. In other words, if you don't get us on... Uh, as they say, their, their exact words, um, I mean, make sure I can find this. 
um, solid financial footing, unless you help this the Moody, uh, let me make sure, Moody Church Media and Pastor Erwin Lutzer, if you don't help them get on solid financial footing, this could prevent them to continue presenting people everywhere with a clear teaching of scripture so that they can have a sure foundation to stand on. They need money or they don't know if they can continue to present the gospel. I mean, they just don't know. I mean, how are we going to present the gospel with if we're not on solid financial footing? How are we going to do this? I don't know. We got to help them now. The gospel is under attack. We've got to do something. The world's falling apart. The gospel's under attack. And what can you do? Man, use that debit card. Okay. Use that checkbook and send Moody Church Media some money. And how much? Okay. Are you ready? Here we go. Um, uh, and, and we are committed to providing that foundation for you and ministry friends who stand with us faith, faithfully. I'm convinced that God has great things ahead for us this summer. Our goal is to raise $395,000 by June 30th to reach even more people for Christ. Ooh, they need $395,000. They can even reach more people for Christ. They can't reach they can't reach enough people with Christ without $395,000 because they're just too limited. They just don't know what to do. I mean, how could you reach people without $395,000? I'm just sitting here thinking, how could you do this? I don't know. There's got to be, I wonder if there's any technology that you could just, I don't know, be sitting in a house in Abilene, Texas with a broken down Dell laptop and a $100 microphone that's sitting on a stack of books. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, sir, what could I do? What could I do? Oh, yeah, I could use that laptop and that microphone and go live on the internet using all kinds of different platforms that don't require lots and lots and lots of money. You see, Sermons 2.0 and the Church One app, that's about $50 a month. We use Spreaker, that's about, about $120 a month. Okay, uh, we could do sermon.net. That's about another $50 a month. We there's there's some we could do Podbean. We could go live on Podbean. That's about another, I can't remember, $30, $40 a month. And for for so for a, about a couple of hundred dollars a month, you could probably go live on just like countless platforms, and then you can embed those live feeds everywhere. You can place them on social. You, there's just so many things you could do, but no, 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 no. Moody Church Media, they need $395,000. And what's interesting here is there's no update on their previous plea for 395000 They don't even say, hey, remember back on June the 10th? I think it was June the 10th. Let me see if I remember. Um, June the 10th is when I posted it. So it probably was, probably the email dropped around June the 9th, maybe, maybe June the 10th. But I don't even give an update. Remember on June the 9th or June the 8th, we sent you an email saying we need $395,000. Well, we can report we've received 50% of that. Or No, 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 no. They don't even give an update. They don't even get, and they just still need $395,000 because the world is falling apart. The gospel is under attack and people need hope. And we we need to be on solid financial footing or we can't do this. And if you give us $395,000, we can even reach more people for Christ. It seems like it's using the, the problems in the world, the cultural shift away from Christianity and the need to reach people from Christ. Those three things are being utilized for you to motivate you to give them money. And it just seems to me fleshly, crass, and, and, and somewhat disingenuous because I'm pretty sure you can figure out a way to do so. We, look, we were, a, we were a little church in the middle of nowhere, Texas. We had a Christian radio program. Wow. I see. I wonder how we did it. Oh, yeah. We paid to be on Christian. We paid to be on the radio. We paid money. Oh, yeah. And guess what? We never asked for a dime. Wow, how did we, I don't know how we could do that. It must be, must be impossible. It must be impossible. Oh yeah, I think if I remember how we did. Oh yeah, I didn't take any pay. That's how, that's how we, 
oh yeah, I, I, I've never taken pay, right? That, oh, that's, that's how, that's how I, I, I was bivocational. Now the church makes my house payment now. So praise God for that. I don't receive any money beyond that. So, but I, I think there's always ways to pull it off. Oh, but I, but I, you know, when you're a celebrity pastor, when you, when you're well known, I mean, come on. I mean, you, you, you always need more money. And I understand bigger the platform, more expenses. I understand it. But you just have to see my cynicism. Hey, we've got to be on solid financial footing. We've got to be because we can't make it without it. Let, let, I, let me see here. So then they, they, they say help now. So you help now. You go to it and then basically you, you can enter a gift amount, but the, the ones they suggest are $25, $50, $100, $250, $500. And it's just, and again, in this critical moment for America, the need for sound biblical teaching has never been greater. Greater, See, it's always, there's always some, that's the way it's always sold. There's a crisis. There's this horrible need, whatever the case may be. We're, we're at the, we're at the end. It's dark. It's, it's the end. The, 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 you can, you can smell everything burning. The only way to stop it is sound biblical teaching and we can't do it without your money. It's always, you've got to use some kind of crisis. You've got to use the idea of, of everything falling apart to motivate people to give you money. And it just seems so, look, I got no problem sending out an email going, hey guys, it's that time of year. You know, if, if you can give, great. If you can't, that's okay. But I'm not, you know, not, not trying to, it, it just seems like this, these kinds of techniques are designed in some boardroom with marketing techniques and how to come up with ways to motivate people to give, to give money. It, it seems so disingenuous. And maybe that's me. Maybe I should not be skeptical. I'm more than willing to admit that maybe my response to these e- emails is fleshly. I'll be more than willing to admit it. But it just drives me crazy that I keep, I keep getting, I mean, this is the second email. And remember, I said I would possibly get another one. Now, we'll see. Hopefully, by the end of June, we'll get an update. We, we raised $600,000, praise God. Now, we'll be, it'll be interesting that come, you know what, August or I know by the end of the year, I'm going to get more emails from this ministry. And look, they sent me the email. I didn't go, it's not like I went looking for this content so I would have something to talk about. It was sent to me. I didn't ask for it. I didn't go looking. They sent it to me. So I think I have every right to go, here's what's going on. Now, if you want to support them, go ahead. Go give them give them all your money if you want to. You, you have every right to do so. I'm not telling someone not to give. I'm just talking about what's happening. And, it, and I'm just, I'm trying to offer a, a different perspective because it just bothers me. It just bothers me. And it does make me, uh, it, it does make me think of this. You see, where is it? First uh, Peter chapter five, verse one. Um the elders which are among you, I exhort you, whom, who am also an elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Right? Another translation has it this way. I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and witness to the sufferings of Christ, as well as one who shares in the glory uh, about to be revealed. Shepherd God's flock among you, not overseeing out of compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not out of greed for money, but eagerly, eagerly. Now, I'm not saying that that there's greed here. I'm not even going to say they're doing it for filthy lucre. I'm just saying that it really blurs the line when you keep getting an email. We need 300 and what what was the number? Let me go back. I don't want to I don't want to say it incorrectly. $395,000. This is at least the second. I don't think it's the third. I think this is the second email. If there was another one I I I ignored it. They keep sending it to my email inbox. Keep asking for money. And this is not some, you know, 
crazy prosperity gospel ministry. This is moody church media. This is Erwin Lutzer. This is Running to Win, the, the radio program. And, and, and you just look at it. And not only that, it, it, another thing that bothers me, $395,000. Okay, they, they produce Running to Win, which is a 15-minute daily program Monday through Friday. And then they have the Moody Church Hour, which is just, well, Running to Win is just the sermons from Moody Church edited down into 15-minute segments. The Moody Church Hour is just the church service at Moody Church, and it's full. That's the content they produce. For $395,000? Maybe that goes to, maybe it's going to everything the Moody uh, Radio airs. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, again, it doesn't, it doesn't clean anything. It doesn't, it doesn't give me enough. That doesn't even tell me where my money's going to go to. But again, it drives me crazy because we produce around 900 episodes per year. And that includes, uh, oh, wait, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday from Victory Baptist Church, plus all of the additional episodes we, we produce. So it's uh, around 900 episodes per year or somewhere close to that. So it's just like, what in the world? But if we look at something, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm just curious. If we do Moody Church, hang on. Moody Church Media. Financials. See here. Uh, see the Moody Church. I don't think they're currently scored. Okay, we can't get any data currently from here. Someone looked it up. Uh, Someone looked it up last time and sent it to me. I was trying to see where they found it, and uh, they, they they bring in million they bring in millions of dollars. It, it's some it's some crazy, some crazy number, and you just you just have to go. What in the world? Um, you see here. I'm looking here. I think I got the 2020 report. You see here. Yeah, I could try to I could try to break this all down, but I, I've got I got some of the, uh, I got I could try to break all the numbers down. But trust me, they bring in millions of dollars. They bring in millions of dollars, and you just have to look at that and go. They're bringing in millions. It's a time of you know inflation, gas prices. They even acknowledge it. But what they want is you to give them money. They need money. They, now, I understand they probably do. They probably do. But it, sometimes when, as it's just sometimes you just look at it and go, you need money. You don't think every small church in the country needs money? My, my church could probably fit in the bathroom of, of Moody Church. Your, their bathroom is probably bigger. Their bathrooms, plural, are probably bigger than my entire church. And it's like, but, but you, you, you keep sending me emails that you need $395,000. Just sometimes you just look at the church and it's just like, has it, has it become just a business? And I don't want to say that because I, let me make it very clear. I understand ministries need money. I understand ministries need money. I am in no way, shape or form ever saying it's wrong to say, Hey guys, we have a need. I am never going to say that's wrong. It's perfectly okay. I think it's perfectly okay to say, Hey guys, we have this need. Here's the need. Please give and then give an update going, okay, we're about halfway there. Okay, the need's been met. Please stop giving right now because the need's been met and we'll let you know when we need something else or anytime you want to. I, I got no problem with that because I understand ministry takes money. I wish it did not, but it just seems, I just don't like the fact that it's always put out, put forward. It, it's put out there like, hey, if, if you know, if you don't give us money, we, we can't preach. If you don't give us money, we can't get the word of God out there. If you don't give us money, and there's small ministries all over the country posting sermons and and podcast episodes, and they're putting in hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of work using all of the different platforms, and they don't need three hundred thousand dollars, five hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars. They don't need all of that. They don't need all of that. So then you have to ask yourself, what, you know, what do you need it for? 
What do you need it for? Now, again, the, the, it, the, the, the email doesn't tell me. Like the money's going to go for this. It's going to go. It's going to go to Moody Church. Is it going to Moody Bible Institute? Is it going to Moody Radio? Is it going to to, to Running to Win Radio Minute? Like exactly what it's going to. It's not broken down. Now that's not my fault. They sent me the email. They're the ones who have to clarify. It's not me. I don't have to go trying to figure it out. That's the way it's sent. And I don't know how much money that will raise. What I've seen historically. They're probably going to send an email, probably saying that they far, God far exceeded our expectations and we brought in a million dollars. And I'll be like, well, congratulations. But hey, three months from now, oh, we're in a tough time because giving drops dramatically or help us meet our goal by the end of the year. Because by the end of the year, we need to make sure that we go into 2023 financially solid footing because, you know, we have a lot we're going to try to do in 2023. We got people to reach and, and you know, the, the world's falling apart and, and we need money. You watch. I'm, I'm pro- I, we'll give an update when, when the, we get the next email. We'll, we'll, we're going we're gonna to just follow this. Hey, it's not my fault. They're sending me the emails. I'm not out there looking going, oh, what can I criticize? No, no, no. You keep sending it to me. And so if you keep sending it to me, I'm going to keep talking about it. Just stop sending me the email. Just stop sending me how many. Oh, so many. You you would just be shocked. I don't know about you how many emails I get from ministries asking for money. Sometimes at the church, We get, we always get something asking us for money. And sometimes I'm like, hey, someone take a picture of our church and send it to them and go, why don't you send us some money? Why don't you send us some money? We got, we got an email one time from our email. We got something sit in the physical mail from some church uh, wanting us to send them money to help them build a new fellowship hall. And I'm like, what? 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 I'm like, how about you send us some money so we could build a new sanctuary? <laughs> like, what, what, like, what are you talking about? It's just so crazy the things you get. So, and it just, it's constant. It's constant. So I don't know. I, I just, I, I, you want, you want to have a right attitude about it. Like, like on one hand, you don't want to be skeptical, but I don't like the, I don't like the way it's sold, right? Hey, the world's falling apart and people don't have answers. We have answers. The only way we can give them answers is we need $395,000. Hey, the gospel is under attack. The world hates the gospel. The gospel, the only way we can stand against it is we need $395,000. Hey, we could reach even more people for Christ. We're not going to tell you how we're going to do it, but give us $395,000. Now, so it's like, it just seems like manipulation, that's what it seems like a very fleshly approach versus saying, you know, our, if you know our ministry, you know what we do. If you want to support that, we would appreciate it. There you go. There you go. And, that, and that's what all you can do. All, all, what I try to do, what I try to do for us is I just try to do put, produce as much content as I can from our Bible study exercises to sermons to Sunday school to news commentary. I just try to present as much content as possible. And if someone out there goes, okay, wow, they produce a lot of content and I benefit from at least half of it, right? Okay, maybe I want to support it. Then they'll figure it out. They'll figure out, how, they'll figure out where, where, they can, where they can do so. Or they'll contact me and ask. And, and that, so now I'm not saying there's never a time that I may not turn on the microphone and go, Hey guys, here's the situation and here's what we need. But, um, I hope I never have to do that. Put it this way. I'm never going to put any of our content behind paywall to do that. I know that. Um, but, um, it's just, I don't know. I've seen every kind of weird fundraising trick in the book. Um, I'll just end with this. Someone I know who works at a large church in the local area kind of like the communications director for the church and he works on their their web presence and all of the different things they're trying to do and, and creates all of their graphics. I mean, they have they have an entire staff, but this is a really big, big, big church. Okay, It's a historic church. It's a beautiful building, uh, but he had to be a part of their like fundraising meeting. And uh, he just talked about how like 
it just felt so dirty how they were like, okay, so we're going to try to, we're going to come up with this kind of idea and we got to figure out like, so what do you think will motivate them? What do you think? Well, we'll kind of, we, we can put them, you know, we can hook them and then we can reel them in. He's like, it was just so like, basically how can we manipulate the people to ensure that they give? And it's like, it was so fleshly and just, he, he just felt like it was dirty. And I'm like, it sounds like it. But at the same time, I understand the larger the church, the more people you have on staff, the more money you need. And the more money you need, the, the and in some cases, the money doesn't even really go to ministry. It goes to having all of these people on staff. You're paying for all of these employees. Now, maybe I'm not saying those employees aren't contributing to actual ministry, but in so many cases, it just seems it's like administrative cost and, and this and that. And it's like, where is the money going to actually just doing ministry, just doing ministry and not everything else? I, I, I'm just going to throw out a question here because I, because I at least want to leave something thought provoking. And by no means am I making some dogmatic or doctrinal assertion about the church. I am not, right? Obviously, the New Testament was written to churches. Obviously, the Bible speaks about the church. But I'm just curious. I wonder how much money actually goes to actual ministry when it comes to a local church. Obviously, you have money has to go to the upkeep of the building, right? You have salaries. You have maybe you know, all, all the, uh, uh, you know, you've got, well, electricity, you've got, you know, all, all just all the things that go to the building and, and admi- administration, building and salaries. I wonder how much of the, if you take a, a pie chart, how much of the money uh, and then how much actually goes into actual ministry, actual ministry. Cause you've got, you've got many pastors who, who maybe, maybe they actually are in the church office say Monday through Friday from nine to five or, or nine to three, whatever they, they act, their actual hours. How much of that time, I wonder, is actually spent to actual ministry, actually ministering to people? Now, if you remove the church, that whole church structure, you just remove it and you have someone who ministers, say, online, right? They turn on a microphone Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. They preach, they teach, they do, they just do. I wonder how much of money going to that goes to actual ministry versus the church structure. Now, I'm not, I'm just, I just, I'm just throwing this out there because, because I think at some point that once the church reaches, I think there's a tipping point. Once the church I think there's a tipping point where all the money goes to the self-preservation of the church building, of the church ministers, of, 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 of all the upkeep. It just, it's like, it almost stops becoming about ministry and it's just about preserving the, the business, right? I mean, what's a, what's a good way to say that? That doesn't sound so cynical. It's like, I just think there's a tipping point where you have church that's actually dedicated to ministry. And at some point it just becomes so big and becomes so many different things that so much of all the work, the effort, the time, the money comes into, into the business of the church and not actually ministering to anyone. Right. And then you have those who may not have that structure, right. But they, they, they 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 got a Bible and they're open. They're turning on the microphone and they're talking, and they're they're doing ministry. I, I want which one? I wonder which one. I wonder which one where more ministry actually takes place. Now I'm not talking about the. You, you can always get into an art. Well, that one's a better preacher. That one's a. I'm not. I'm just talking about actual focus on ministry. I guess the reason to ask this question is I was greatly influenced, greatly influenced in my Christian life. I mean, massively influenced by something that happened to me in what was it August of 
was it August of 1990? I believe it was August of 1990 when the Greyhound bus stopped in the bus station downtown Omaha, Nebraska, and I got off the bus. I had just arrived in Omaha, Nebraska so that I could begin my first permanent duty station at Offutt Air Force Base, Nebraska, right? That was my first permanent duty uh, assignment was Offutt Air Force Base. So I got there, brand new, you know, airman. I've completed basic, completed tech school. I get off the bus. It's all like, it's crazy hot in Nebraska. And in my mind, it was going to be like 70 degrees because I didn't understand anything about Nebraska. But I had prayed and prayed and prayed that my sponsor, because when you're in, in, in the military, they assign you a sponsor when you get to your new base. So I prayed that it would be a Christian. And I got in the car. And he turned on the radio and it was this, like, it was hymns. It was this conservative. It was like devotional thoughts. It was so, it was just this, like, it was amazing. I'm like, wow, what is this? Well, first I'm like, oh, okay. So my sponsor is a Christian. And so he was a Christian, which was great. But he said, it's family radio. And I'm like, I've got, and that from that point on, family radio was a massive part of my life. Like you don't even understand that, that hours and hours of listening to family radio. And what I loved about it was it was ministry focused, right? Devotional thoughts, scripture reading without comment, sermons, uh, you know, the just they 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 always had something going on. It was teaching, 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 teaching. And not only that, every month they would tell you to call 1-800-543-1495. I think I still remember the number. 1-800-543-1495. And they would give you, they would send you every month for, for free, like books and teaching materials. I mean, for free. I got every, every month, I got everything. Boom, 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 boom. Then they had the Family Radio School of the Bible. Boom, I signed up for that. Worked on an associate's degree, I believe, in religious education. All for free. They never charged a dime for one thing. It was ministry around the clock. In the morning, in the afternoon, 24-7, boom, ministry, 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 and they never charged a dime for anything. They did ask if you, if you know, basically their motto was freely get, freely we have received, freely we're going to give. If you want to support, great. There was never, never any pressure, never any pressure. And I, and that, that, I, I was, I can't even tell you how much spiritual nourishment I received from them. Now, sadly, everything went off the rails when the president of Family Radio, Harold Camping, well, then started predicting that the world would end in 1994, and then, well, it all went downhill from there. You probably know the tragic story of Family Radio, but it was a, it was a beautiful ministry and had a massive impact on my life, and I always wondered, I wonder how much like, I know they have to have staff. I know they, but they found some way to just focus on ministering around the clock, right? Around the clock, all over the world, without having to constantly beg for money. I don't even know how they pulled it off. Um, and they were sending all kinds of, you know, material to you for free. I mean, I, I mean, I, I learned Greek. I had Greek classes, Hebrew classes. I had, I mean, there was so much that they offered. I mean, it was just insane, and I'm like, how how can they do that? A BBN is a good example. A Bible Broadcasting Network. I don't agree with all of their theology, but they have a Bible Institute that you can sign up for that for free. Ministry and 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 of course the the the, net, the radio networks on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So sometimes you look at those situations like they seem to be ministering 24 seven content, 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 content. Churches seem to put out so very little actually ministry content, but they get, they always asking for money, 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 money. How much of that money goes for, I, I, it just, sometimes it makes me just wonder like, what, what are, what are you doing for the money? Well, we got to pay the building and we got to do this and we got to, and it's like, well, where, what, where, what's going to actually ministry, 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 because you got this huge building. Why, why isn't those pastors like Monday when they're in the office turning on a microphone and preaching or teaching or doing a devotional Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're preaching, they're teaching, they're pre. Why, why is it that if for some weird reason they, they're, they're involved in doing 900 other things? And then some of them will only post like just their Sunday morning sermon. And many, and, and in many cases, they only post it like just on YouTube. And it's like, why wouldn't you put your sermons everywhere? Like, it's just, it seems so weird. It, sometimes I just look at it like church. I'm now, I'm looking from the most pragmatic standpoint ever. Church, 
other forms of ministry. Which one does more ministry and which one does more ministry for obviously a whole lot less cost? And which one does less ministry but constantly needs money and the money seems to go to everything other than ministry? I know I am opening up a can of worms here that's going to tick off a lot of people, but I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud here. I mean, because again, when, when you keep getting an email from a minute, $395,000, look, they, they have Erwin Lutzer as the, as the spokesman there. Well, he, he's the pastor of Moody Church. Moody Church can't support their ministry? And then what is, what is Moody Church's ministry? Running to win 15 minutes a day? Whoa, man, that's some serious ministry content. Now, if it's Moody Radio, I think Moody Radio has their own fine, uh, fundraising. So I, I don't know, maybe it's going to Moody Radio. Now, Moody Radio is 24-7, and they do offer a lot of ministry. So maybe it's going to that. I don't know. Maybe it is going to that. I mean, I think you would think you, you would need to be more support, more specific. I don't know. So I don't, I, I don't know. And, t- and so many times the ones I get, what drives me crazy, the ones I always get the fundraising emails from, it's always these big ministries. It's always these big ministries. I'm like, your church has 10,000 people. You, what? Your ministry is connected to an actual church that's got more people than the city I live in. For crying out loud, what, what, what? But no, the church can't somehow support the ministry. So they got a church, they got a ministry attached to a church, and the church can't support the ministry. So now they need people outside of the church to support the ministry. Then what is the what is the church doing with the rest of its money? The churches, in many cases, can't even support the ministry that they are doing. Hey, we're a church. We're going to have a you know, we're going to have a ministry like grace to you or running to win or uh, renewing your mind, whatever the ministry is. And, it's like, and then they say, we need money. Well, wait a minute. What's the church you're connected to? Why aren't they supporting it? So the ch- so all the money going to your church is not sufficient to support the ministry. So if you just throw out the church, if you just, if you just throw out the church completely, like there was no church and you were just the ministry, well then, wouldn't you do more ministry for less cost? Because now you don't have to church to worry about? Like, I don't even understand how that works. Like, how does the, ch- the church can't support the ministry? So now the ministry is operating, what, separate from the church? So then the, so that means that let, you can't count like you could not, if, if grace to you asks for money, right? Because grace community church cannot support grace to you, the internet radio ministry. Well, then if you just, then, then you can't count grace to you as a part of the ministry of grace community church because they're not supporting it. They can't, they can't financially support it. So if everyone else is supporting it, well, then then Grace Community Church, that can't, doesn't count as actual ministry. So then you would have to limit how much ministry they're actually putting out. And you go, so how much ministry is that church putting out versus the, the radio ministry, the internet ministry? And you, 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 so then sometimes that would even make it a bigger argument. Well, you don't need the church. <laughs> the church is just taking money. Uh, and for, and it's going to all of these other additional things. It's not going to the actual, and you're saying, no, 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 we've got grace to you. That's the ministry, but the church is not supporting it. So the church is not financially able to support that. So you've got to get money from outside sources. So then the church, all their money that they're bringing in is not supporting ministry. It's supporting what? It constantly raises that kind of question. All right, I'll stop there. I'll stop there. I know I just ticked off a lot of people, but I, but it's these are just, I, it's just, I look, these are the things you think about when you keep getting emails from ministries constantly asking my, I used to get a phone call, phone calls all the time. I think it was from renewing your mind. RC Sproul's ministry, you know, Hey, we need this much money. Could you stop calling my house, please? Could you, could you just stop calling me and asking for money, please? Could you, could you please just stop calling? Because you're like, you know, it's just, it just seems like it's ridiculous because clearly they, they are hiring people sitting in some kind of call center, calling people who've ever ordered anything from their ministry, 
asking for money. And it's just like, it just seems so, that can't be the way ministry is done. That can't be the way ministry is done. And again, wasn't renewing your mind a part of the ministry of the church R.C. Sproul was a part of? So the church couldn't support the ministry? So you had to hire people in a call center to call random people asking for money? Well, then renewing your mind only produced one program a day. (laughs) I think it was Monday through Friday. There's lots of little ministries who can produce far more content than that. See, it just, it's cost. It's how effectual a ministry is, how much they're, there's a lot of like, you know, cost analysis. So let's see, wait a minute. So money's going to this. Like, those are the kinds of questions I'm asking. Because I think that's what any, it's what you do in any kind of financial situation. Like, so what are we actually doing with the money? Where's the money actually going to? It's always like, it's going to save people. It's going to, to preach the gospel. You know, and you're like, okay, $395,000 for one month, right? They just, they need it by the end of June the 30th. I don't know, you know, how much time period that covers. So how much ministry does that equal? Because you're not given a breakdown. What's going to go to administrative costs? It's going to go to this. It's going to go to this. And then it will go to ministry. And what ministry is it supporting? A 15-minute radio program? Really? Or what is it supporting? I mean, I don't know. They don't break it down. All right. All right. I I know 50 minutes of me just asking. I I guess I'm just asking questions more. I guess I, I know it may come across as accusatory. But I hope you understand it's just really just struggling with it and just thinking it out loud. Because I've just, I've seen so much in, in ministry. I've just seen so much. And so much of it, sometimes you're just like, I don't know what we're doing here. I just, something just doesn't seem right. It just doesn't seem right. It doesn't. It doesn't. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better. I know this. I can't speak for any ministry, any ministry. But anytime I open my email box and I see that someone has supported our ministry, my initial thoughts always are, and maybe, maybe this is the wrong way to think, but my initial thoughts are, wait a minute, they just gave me that much? All right, how many programs do I need to record to even make it worthwhile? Like, what do I have to do to ensure that every dime of that, that, that it's going to the most amount of ministry I can possibly give? right? Do I need to do 10 programs this week? Do I need to do 20? Do I need to do five live broadcasts or do I need to do one? That's what I always think. I'm like, okay, they gave this much money. All right. That let's say, let's say it's $50. All right. So if I can do 50 live broadcasts, okay, what time period would I need to do those 50 in for it to really make that $50 like really, really being impactful? Because I don't want the person to feel like I gave them $50 and they only did three, five live broadcasts in the last five days. You know, that, that's only one a day. Now, I don't know. I know the average person doesn't think that way, but that's how I think because I'm like, that's money. Now, what's that money's got is to support this. So I've got to do more of it to make it worth. Well, but other ministries don't think that way. Like, hey, give us $500,000. And we'll keep giving you a one 30-minute program a day because that's worth $500,000. And that 30-minute program is nothing more than the edited sermon preached at our church. Whoa, that, that, that's worth $500,000. That, that's worth $395,000 or whatever ministry it may be. And sometimes I'm like, so wait, you want $500,000 so I can hear edited sermons that you preached at your church? Really, that's seems a little like I'm not quite sure what I'm getting here. Not quite sure. Not quite sure. Right? Your ministry may be effective. You may be reaching a lot of people, but you think for that much money, you'd be producing content like crazy. You'd just be going all in. But I, I, I guess the average Christian doesn't think that way. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe I'm looking at it at the fleshly way. And maybe they're looking at it the spiritual way. Maybe this whole thing is about how wrong I am. And maybe it is. I'll be the first to admit, maybe I am looking at it too fleshly. But again, I just think church and other forms of ministry, which one is the most cost-effective in getting out the most ministry?
I personally think if you got four, five, six, seven people, ministers, people who have who can teach and can preach, and there's like some serious doctrinal agreement and, and ministry philosophical agreement among them. I think if you got six or seven of them together and like, okay, you're going to be producing content. You're going to be producing content. All right, let's go. You can go online. We, we, we did a test for this. I, I still would love to make it work, but um, but you really kind of need a team for it to, to, to work. But I'm like, if you got six or seven ministers, right, really committed, you can you can build an online radio station where you have an app and everything. I think for about fifty dollars, about fifty. Well, I think you may have to go up to hundred dollars a month to have a, all the access to everything. And you can just you can plug in, you know, basically like a program schedule for a radio station. You can put like their teaching, your teaching, their teaching. You can pull from the archives. You can break in at any time and go live. You can be doing live broadcast. And uh, I think I think if if you got just a bunch of people who are really committed to preaching and teaching together. Right. Boom. I mean, you could even do it on you could really do it on uh, sermons, sermon audio. You could if you had four or five people together and like, OK, we got five of us. All right. We're going to build one account so all of us can log into the to the account. Right. Like one account. Call it one minute, one one ministry with that. Like just give it a name, whatever, whatever we call it. Right. OK. And then basically you're like, let's do this. Everybody ready? Okay, boom. And like, okay, what hours do you have today? Okay, well, I'm going to do live broadcasts from one to four, okay, right? And then you come on at 4.30 and you could literally have people live preaching and teaching all day. And then when when you finish your your shift, then you go and you take the laptop and then you're logging into the, uh, say, Sermon Audio dashboard and you're uploading all of the content you did that day, so it's immediately available on demand. Then the next person does his live shift. As soon as his shift is over, he goes and he starts uploading all the content while the next person is live. And you probably could probably have people doing that every day around the clock. And I think you could put, produce more ministry, more Bible teaching, more devotional, com, breaking commentary about what's happening in, in the world, like immediately giving biblical feedback biblical perspective. You would just need a number of people. And I think you could produce far more ministry than any church ever could. You could, you could take prayer requests. You could break in 30 minutes. We're going to pray for these things. You could talk about, you know, special, uh, you know, scriptural focus, scripture memory, scripture reading. I mean, you could, I mean, I can, I can envision all the different ways you can make it work. Uh, and, and, and I think I, but I think you could put forth far more, far more, uh, ministry. And, and because to me, that would be the way to do so because traditional radio is far more on the D, de- I think in my, my estimation, a decline. Most people are going to listen to things on their phone anyway through, a, through you know, internet connection. You just got to give them the platform and boom, you could be like the Church One app, right? The Sermons 2.0 app. You could just be going live around the clock and that's ministry. I mean, you just think about it. You just take the Sermons 2.0 app. Just take the Sermons 2.0 app. And just watch the library. You wake up one morning. Wake up one morning. Just start up. Say you're going to wake up at seven a.m. You're going to have breakfast. You're going and at eight a.m. You grab a Bible, a notebook, and you just start sitting there with the with the sermons 2.0 app, and you just listen to every live broadcast that drops from eight a.m. to six p.m. And you see how much ministry you get in that period of time. And I, I bet you, if you take the combined cost for all of those ministries. To be on Sermon Audio, right, or to be on Sermons 2.0 app, and you compare that to the average cost it takes to run a church. I don't. I think the the cost for church per the amount of ministry produced would not even come close to comparing to the cost and how much ministry would be produced with the people who are going live. That that that's the thing that just makes me raise questions. Like, and I'm not saying we abandon the church model. It just makes you think: What are we doing? What are we doing? Because if that email is right, hey, you know, the world's falling apart. Nobody has any answers. They need answers more than ever. They need preaching more than ever. And hey, hey, the gospel's under attack. We've got to preach more than ever. Hey, if you if all of those things are true, then why wouldn't we not start thinking outside the box and doing everything we can to increase the amount of ministry produced in the most cost-effective way?
Yeah, I, I kind of just walked into this tonight, didn't I? I, I see, I just, I was going, we're going to have a little fun. We'll talk about this email. And here I'm 59 minutes and I'm literally just digging. A sh- I'm just, I got a shovel and I'm just digging a hole. I'm just digging a hole, right? I'm just digging a hole. And before it's over, I'm just going to lay down in it and you can just bury me. And like he buried himself. What an idiot. He just ticked off the whole world. He made everyone mad. And he, he was a fool. I don't know. I'm, I think I'm hoping that these thoughts at least provoke. Look, so, someone can take my thoughts and far better build a, a concept, an idea for, I'm just, I'm, and I'm in a sense just brainstorming. I'm just throwing everything up on the whiteboard. I'm just throwing all the crazy, well, nobody else wants to say, I'm throwing everything on the board and you can look at it and go, well, okay. I, I don't completely agree, but I think there's something to this. But I think we would have to kind of rethink it and reshape what you're saying this way. Someone could probably better formulate it better because I'm just throwing it out there live on the air. But uh, I, there's just something. There's just something wrong. There's just something wrong in my mind. But all right, I'm stopping. I'm in an hour. News if at yahoo.com. No, this was not what I planned to do when I walked up here. I thought it was going to take like 30 minutes and then we were going to do something else for fun. But okay, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. We will try to do one more thing, newsif at yahoo.com. But now we have the follow-up to the $395,000 by June the 30th email with a second email still needing $395,000 because clearly they didn't raise any money from the first email. So they're nowhere close to 300. You would think at least a second email would be like, we only need 195,000 now, but no, no, no. They still need 395,000. So obviously they didn't raise any money from the first email. So now we have a follow-up and we'll do one more follow-up when, uh, well, we'll do as many follow-ups as I continue to get emails. (laughs) Okay. As long as they want to send me emails, I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about it. All right. Everyone have a great night. God bless. I'll probably be back on the air here shortly.